Welcome to Bloombox Growing Deeper. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah. And we're on a mission to help you become the gardener you want to be. Hello. Hi. Happy New Year. We already did that. Oh, we already did this that. This is our second episode of <laughs> the forgot. New Year. I forgot. Sorry, guys. Well, it sort of feels like a second New Year after, what, three snow days Whew, yeah, when did this year ever start? And then I, Toby and I got trapped in Denver. You did? So, yeah. you know, we would like a new start it's, on the year. It's been an adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a new start. We're going to talk about our gardening resolutions. Yay! My favorite thing, because it's so easy to make resolutions when there is literally nothing I can do in the garden right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> Besides composting. There's nothing. Yeah. And, and even that's not even in the garden. The lid froze onto my compost oh, yeah. barrel. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of even. St- and also I'm not going to walk out behind the garage. <sighs> no. My tea compost cup needs emptied and I don't want to do it. No. I don't. I just don't want to do it. Just <laughs> I've been avoiding it. I need a bigger cup. Throw that's it into the compost out by the greenhouses. I think that is probably what I'm going to do. <laughs> I use. I use. In the summer, I would take it home and dump mm-hmm. it in mine. Actually, I just dump it in my plants. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not doing that. But my garlic finally is covered <gasps> in snow. I was getting worried about it because they Your people society tell you to garlic? like no, my real oh, garlic. Yeah, because the society garlic is inside. Yes, although right. it, they all do have two leaves now. It's been well, how many months since I told you I was starting that? Mm-hmm. I think what I'm going to do. I told Nick. I think there's in. There's four pots with individual plants. You want to repot them all into one pot so they look better. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunching plant. Yeah, so sure, yeah. I think I should have put a few more seeds in each pot. A little closer together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it might help them out. All right. Uh, they're also plants, close to the space heater. They so. like community. So I think so. And they're society garlic. They need a society. Society to be a part of. But my real you garlic. Build little roads and a school. <laughs> I do have a little, um, like it's from a bonsai tree, a little house I could put there in there. There you go, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a flute playing guy. Ooh, all right. Mm-hmm. But my real garlic, I was getting worried about because mm-hmm. like I, I strawed it and stuff, but it was so warm that I was afraid it would start yeah. sprouting. And so it is piled in snow. Yeah. It should be good now. I think it's okay. I think it's okay now. <laughs> and I piled my strawberries with some extra snow too. Yeah, I was scooping the latest snow this morning and used it as an opportunity to expand the snow scooping on the sidewalks a bit because during that big storm... You just got through. Well, I wasn't here. I was in Tucson for a conference, so Matthew was by himself scooping. So he just did one, you know, a scoop, a shovel length of things because he went out and scooped like four times in one day to try to keep up with it. Yeah. So I took... The opportunity this morning to widen that widen it a little bit um and i was scooping onto my garden beds and like they the, i can't see even the tallest plants right. anymore that's good insulation <laughs> is insulating. yeah it, it really does help and if you can get it on there then when we do get a warm day even that soil surface I'm stays cold worried about my trees mostly because reasonable i'm worried the rabbits now can reach That's what we heard about happening in South Sioux City. And I didn't heed the warning. Yeah. I don't have... We have enough foxes Mm -hmm. and hawks that I've not had to worry about rabbits. But even if you don't usually, this 
last couple snowstorms, everything's going to be very hungry. Mm-hmm. So I am a little worried about that. I also got to see some interesting prints Ooh, in the snow this morning, yes. but I couldn't tell what it was because it's so deep. Uh, so it was walking through a drift. So I couldn't really tell. Shoot. But I saw the path it took. And it has me concerned. Uh-oh. Because, <laughs> like, it walked along my sidewalk and then went around the back of my house, which is where the raccoons were getting into the house. Uh-oh. So I don't think it was raccoons because there was no, like, dragging. Mm. A raccoon would have been short enough that you would have seen dragging It would have just drift. made up a hole. Yeah. Right. But so I'm like, is the fox visiting my backyard? Maybe that would be fine. A fox would be fine for you. You don't have any livestock back there. Yeah, no, that would be fine. Is it a cat? You know, stray cats around the neighborhood. I don't know. But then also the neighbor's dog um, is still learning his boundaries. Mm. (laughs) And I have helped him find his way home a couple of times. Both of those options (laughs) are pretty safe for your plants. Exactly. So anyways, it's fun to to see what happens overnight. Yeah. We've been throwing bird seed out on the driveway Mm -hmm. because I don't want to jump in the pile to fill the bird feeders. (laughs) Um, And so seeing their little tracks in the Uh driveway snow is fun. Yeah, bird tracks are fun. Yeah. My sister found quail tracks. Ooh, I love quail. On the Mopac trail. I believe that. Yeah. So, I think it was Mopac. But well, one, of the, she'll have one to of the trails. Watch in the spring because baby yeah. quail are the, so cute. So cute. We saw quail in Tucson, too. Oh, you just did? Just running around. I, yeah. They, I, I, are they different kind of quail? I wonder. They looked very similar, but I'm sure they are a different type. Or they just have a very broad range. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was so cold in Tucson. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I'm guessing it might have been colder here. It definitely was colder here, but, you know, I was like, I'm going to this conference. It's going to be a very useful conference. But also, it's in Arizona in January. So you dressed for that? No, I did look at the weather oh, ahead okay, of good. time, but I had this dream in my head for the last two months since I paid to join the conference yeah. about the warm weather I was going to. Mm-hmm. And then it was cold. It rained. It snowed. Where it is was, Tucson? I'm not, you know, geography is not always. My... It's about two hours north of Phoenix. Okay. I believe. Because we um, went to the Grand Canyon a couple times over yeah. Christmas and you go to Flagstaff and you may as well be in Colorado. I mean, you're in the yeah. top of the mountains. There are mountainous areas yeah. in Tucson. Yes. It's no different than it's not like you went somewhere warm. No, but usually it would have been at least mid-60s. That would have been tolerable. And that was like, you know, coming from Nebraska in January, Balmy. you're like mid-60s yeah. is great. Well, the other day when it, it hit was 10. 30 do- <laughs> 32? Yes. Oh. <laughs> the other day when it hit 10 degrees, I took my yeah. hat and my scarf right. off. I was like, this is nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All I need is a goat. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. Well, shall we talk about what we're going to talk about today? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about our resolutions and preparations mm-hmm. for gardening this year, and mm-hmm. then some of our predictions for what we're going to see happen in the yep. gardening world. Yep. Yeah. We're going to do it. Have you thought heavily about your gardening for this coming year? I've thought about a few things. I wouldn't say heavily, but I have ambitions. Yeah. I haven't planned. <laughs> But I have ambitions. I think I'm half planned. We get a big load of the 
seed catalogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we collect them all. And then over Christmas break, we sit down Ugh. and pick out our seeds. See, but Nick likes to do that with you, That's right? That's true. It's a joint effort. Yes. We have fun doing it together. We both go through and circle things, and then we make mm-hmm. decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's all on me at my house. <laughs> That's a little different. <laughs> it's nice because I can do whatever I want. Right. You know, I don't yeah. have to argue with anybody. That's true. But it is also can be like, oh, it's all on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sets the time for us because Christmas yeah. break is a big stretch of us being at home together. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that gives us time to do that. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um, and then we are planning ahead very heavily this spring because right. we have a new member of our family joining us in July. Yay! Which is going to change my gardening ability <laughs> significantly. <laughs> Baby Buckley. Yep. Yay. So that has been a big part of our setting our goals is mm-hmm. we want to keep we want to keep having our vegetable garden. And um, I have made the choice to not add any perennial gardens this year. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you that I've already broken that. <laughs> yeah, like that's that resolution. Um, but <laughs> thinking ahead to the fact that it will probably be, you know, family members helping us water at least at certain mm-hmm. times. So... We're trying to, one, plant only things we know we use. Mm-hmm. That way there's no you know pressure to harvest and share or right, yeah. be creative with a new plant. Mm-hmm. That was harder than it sounds. <laughs> and then I designed and ordered us an irrigation system. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. that's a big step. It is a big step. It was not as expensive as I thought because... All of my experience has been with professional irrigation. Yes, tell me about this irrigation system. Yeah. I might add it to my resolution. So I did a combination of drip and... I always do soaker hoses. Right. I think you yeah. guys have heard me talk mm-hmm. about that. But I usually... They all have quick connects. I connect them and I turn them on as I want okay. to. Okay. So it's, it's watering that I can walk away from, but I still have to do it. Mm-hmm. So I kept my soaker hoses in my big beds. And then I added some drip for my blueberry pots Mm -hmm. and i think i'm going to do drip in my raised beds like in my standalone ones because they're only five feet long and they don't need a whole soaker hose going that length yeah i'm just gonna stick a few um emitters yeah right where i need them so i got a timer a two-prong timer Mm -hmm. so one will be for the soaker hoses that run down my long cement raised bed I think we better put some pictures of this. I talk yeah, about it a lot, yeah. but it's like a 30 foot long, three foot Well, we should deep. do it. We'll check in on you, on your... Uh, After I set it up. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that will run on one timer and then I'm going to just connect. So it'll be like plain hose, drip, plain hose to the pots and then mm-hmm. drip to my raised beds and then my blueberries. And that will run on the second timer. Nice. And it does have, I mean, I made sure I ordered one that you can set a rain delay. So it doesn't delay mm-hmm. itself. But if it rains, you can go out there and push a button and say, restart in 72 hours. So it's just one button as opposed to having to like unhook Rechange it. the timer. Yeah. yeah. You just mm-hmm. go out and say, it rained. I don't want you to run for 72 hours. Yeah, and yeah. then it just goes back to its program. Nice. I would still forget to hit that button. That's okay. <laughs> um, it'll probably be me saying nick i'll hit the rain button <laughs> but you could teach silas how to hit the rain oh, he button will, i don't know if i want him to know that he can push <laughs> yeah, any yeah, buttons. Yeah. i am gonna like mount it up on the side of our garage out mm-hmm. of reach of oh sure fingers yes yes um and, I, and then 
I did get a splitter so at the hose we can still connect. Oh yeah, an actual mm-hmm. hose because that and water, hand water when yeah, you want to. That's mm-hmm. something that I always avoided doing because I didn't want to tie up a hose yeah. spigot. Mm-hmm. So I, we'll see how it works. So the drip is it like you can just tap in your emitters wherever you want yeah so you can get really preset ones right. where it comes with like an emitter every two feet or mm-hmm. you know and i got the one where i'll punch my own holes yeah because yeah. there's gonna be like stretches where i'm just going between beds and i don't mm-hmm. want any right emitters and then i'll punch them in those raised beds i usually put like my little things mm-hmm. so my lettuces and all my greens go in there and they just don't need that many emitters right, it'll be right. you know something that my goal is always to soak the soil. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when irrigation is set up to like specifically water one plant, yeah. one plant only. I like the whole soil soaked so I get good root systems. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably set my emitters between a bunch of plants. Right. Yeah. And then it'll run long enough to soak it. Mm-hmm. And I then, like that idea. Yeah. And then the pots. And I separated those two because they dry out kind of equally. They are blueberries and pots, but they're sure. like... They're really big pots. Big pots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're basically little raised beds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, so we'll see how it works. Blueberries. That's yeah. exciting. I don't know. We planted them last summer mm-hmm. and they were only like three inches tall. So I have no idea. I was not expecting blueberries till next summer, but maybe we'll get a couple. Yeah. Our cherry tree threw out one cherry for us mm-hmm. last year. So it's like, here's a gift. Yeah. Maybe it'll just be a sample size. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, my first resolution this year is to really thoughtfully (laughs) plan and plant my cutting garden. Ooh. Because I cleared out that space. I followed every piece of advice you've given me. (laughs) Okay. So last year, I I cleaned it out. I um, blocked it off from the dog so he can't dig or track mudded (laughs) and I mulched it I just mulched the crap out of it um, to try to help from the weeds Mm -hmm. re-sprouting and the weed bank but and then I I did chunk it Mm -hmm. because I didn't it was like oh there's gonna be so many weeds the right the weed seed bank is heavy is heavy Mm -hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna take some time so I may do some pre-emergent yeah before I do any planting. So also I didn't do any bulbs last year. Okay. So that this way I can Still really mess with it. Yeah. Start fresh in the spring. So but my plan is to do a mixture of bulbs, perennials and annuals mm-hmm. back there. All things that will bloom at different times. So I always have something to cut to bring that inside. That's wonderful. Uh, yes. And I left like because it used to be the previous owners, it was their giant raised beds. Okay. Um, they just had like one big bed back there. I found it really hard to manage. So I moved the raised beds. I built new ones closer yeah, to my ones. house and smaller in a U shape so that I can access the whole thing. Um, so I took out all of the like rotting lumber mm-hmm. that was back there from from that raised bed and I did leave like two of their bigger planks down the middle so I can walk, walk. down the middle yeah um so we'll see how that goes but I'm gonna try to put together some ideas of different plants that I want to put in there so I know what kind of things I want to cut that sounds awesome yeah. I've always wanted a cutting garden 
because I love having cut flowers, but Mm -hmm. then when they're just in my regular beds, I always hesitate to cut them because I like them there in the garden. So I like Mm -hmm. the idea of having a space that you know you're going to chop it up. And I think what I will use it for, too, is as I continue to expand some of my other gardens where I already have, like, the previous owner planted a ton of daffodils and tulips and all of these different bulbs. And I've always been like, well, I don't really want to dig them up because I like them, but I don't want them here. So this will give me a place to to transplant yeah. those types of things if I want to. And daffodils make great cut flowers. Right. Yeah. All good cut flower things. And they're all like spring ones. So then I can have my spring area of like, here's some spring bulbs. Mm-hmm. Here's some summer stuff. Here's yeah. some fall stuff. Because I really want to plant um, gigantic sunflowers okay i have seeds for you (laughs) okay we nick nick has his sunflower he Uh loves sunflowers and so this year we went through the seed catalog and we found the tallest biggest one yes and then we did like stages because you know if Mm -hmm. you just do those sometimes they get floppy right yeah we have like super tall big ones and then we have some kind of like our height ones yeah yeah and then we have some like little short ones yeah and they're a mix so mm-hmm. the little short ones will be all different colors so. nice and there's no way we need all those seeds okay so awesome. we will be happy to share oh, some thank you so yeah i'm gonna be looking through some seed catalogs and some different things here in the next couple of weeks to get ordered for my cut garden i love that idea yeah i did something kind of similar it's not specifically for cutting but the front of our house, we have the front porch that sticks out from the house. And so then there's this like square mm-hmm. where you come back into the rest of the house. So down the side of the porch and then across the front it makes this sure. little rectangle. It has been full of not pretty daylilies, but ditch daylilies. <laughs> yeah. Like the spreading, massing, yeah. bloom for 30 hours and then die mm-hmm. and look ugly daylilies. And... I want them gone, but that's a space <laughs> that we've decided not to work in quite yet because there's a big um, euonymus, a wahoo, an eastern wahoo. Okay, thank truck. you. <laughs> Sorry, I was blanking on the common name or burning bush. Yeah, you know. mm-hmm. it's really big. It's overgrown. It needs to go. It was planted like the whole thing needs to go. Or does it was it just planted a foot from our house. Oh yeah, that's not right. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's shading the southwest corner of Silas's room. So we're waiting yeah. for the catalpa tree to grow up, to grow up mm-hmm. before that shrub can go. Yes. And so we've said, you know, we're not really going to put money into this mm-hmm. spot until we can do that. Then I just couldn't stand the daylilies anymore. <laughs> so this fall, I chopped them up. I flipped them over and let them dry out and die. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I still can't, you know, commit to like designing or putting money into this garden. So every time I went past somebody with pretty flowers and they let me pull some seed i've just been sprinkling flower seeds in there no idea what will grow (laughs) there's cosmos there's just all different Uh kinds of like annual verbena Uh things that might sprout from seed and we'll see what we get throw some uh, hollyhock in there yep hollyhocks in there just like all the things the nice thing about wahoo is we're in an old neighborhood so there's Mm -hmm. all these old gardens of just annual flowers and things and yeah. people are happy to let you pick a seed mm-hmm. head so oh, there's marigolds oh i love marigolds Me too. i know that they got like i don't know people are like oh marigolds they but got overused I love marigolds yeah. 
but we'll just see what grows. Mm-hmm. Oh, Snapdragon. Snapdragon oh, yeah, might sure. be harder. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll just see. And I figured it's just like if it grows enough, it'll be wild enough. Who You'll never notice if I mm-hmm. cut some flowers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'll then like hopefully it. it'll just seed itself for a few years until mm-hmm. till we have time to yeah. work on it. Yeah. Or the right time comes. There you go. Yeah. I like it. Is that your second resolution? What's your... Do you have more? I have... We should have talked about this. I have... How many do you Three have? to four. I can cut it back. Okay. So mine were kind of two. One, <laughs> to handle watering in a sure. way that I could ask somebody to step in mm-hmm. without too much trouble. And part of that goes... I'm The only thing I'm worried about is our trees. Yeah. So we yeah. planted... We have a couple two-year-old trees, and then mm-hmm. we have two that we planted last year. Mm-hmm. The snow is making me feel better yeah. that we'll at least start spring wet. But it's just a bucket hauling situation. I mean, I'm yeah. not there's I'm not running, mm-hmm. you know, permanent hoses out to these trees yeah, for two years. A teenager nearby who wants to make 20 bucks. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, that's what I'm thinking about. But I think what we'll do is the reality is we probably won't be watering them like every day. So I think yeah. that Nick will be fine. Sure. You know, yeah. Hauling a bucket of water out mm-hmm. for a little bit and if you put a five-gallon bucket there, Silas will sit there and dip it out with his bucket. So it's <laughs> and that'll a, keep him busy for a little keep bit. Him busy. So those are, that's my concern because the cherry tree is like pretty yeah. far from the house. The catalpa, I think, is on its own now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our buckley oak is on its own now. Okay. Are you going to plant another one for the next baby? We will have to plant yeah. another one. I don't know where. <laughs> no, I was like, I think you're getting full for trees. I think, though, we might. You could plant something else. Maybe not an oak. Yeah. We are planting a peach tree in the backyard. Oh, okay. So that peach tree might be for this baby. Mm-hmm. Or we'll just, like, name the catalpa, you know. There you go. Yeah, it, sure. Silas knows it's his tree because yeah. we put a sign by it. Yeah, yeah. So all we have to do is pick a tree and put a sign by it. Yeah. Baby won't know yeah. for a few years, no. anyways. <laughs> so it was the watering and then not doing too much work. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you do one and then I'll okay. move on to the next part of not doing too much work? Okay, my next one finish edging my backyard. Oh, yeah. I'm only half that. done. Oof. <laughs> so I need to do the other half. And that's pretty much all there is to that resolution. It's just I need to go get the stuff and then I need to do it. Yeah. And I need to do it early because okay. once it gets hot, you have I'm no just desire. like, I. D- don't want to go along this line and dig, you know, six inches or whatever it is that I need to dig for my edging material. I, I just yeah. don't want to do it. It's hot, sweaty. It sounds like a good activity, like during that part of spring where it's warm enough yeah. to be outside, but we really shouldn't be tearing up the garden yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's kind of what I yeah. want to use it for. And fall would be good weather, but in all, I'm usually tired. By Gosh. the time it cools off yeah. in the fall, I'm like, I still mm-hmm. have to like finish off my fall compost, and I've been doing this all summer. Yeah. By the time I get to fall, I'm just like, I think it's time for the garden to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do a whole lot of big things in the fall. Yeah. Every so often, I'm like, man, if I lived somewhere with better weather, like I could garden year round, and then I go, oh, I would have to garden year round. <laughs> There is some... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there's some good to seasonal changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even right now, the anticipation yeah. is... It was really fun to get the seed catalogs out. Now they're starting to show up. Mm-hmm. That anticipation's hard. Yep. Silas, the other day, he's like, can we just dig in the dirt? Oh. <laughs> no, we can't even find the dirt. Right. <laughs> the dirt has disappeared. The dirt is gone. <laughs> uh, yeah. Darn. 
So that's that's that one. That's a good Just one. Edge. Yeah. Finish. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the next one? My next one is take out more turf. I like that one. Also pretty simple. I'm a very big fan of <laughs> Just that one. like, because I already, you know, I mentioned this last fall, I only got one side of my asters moved. Oh, right. Out from the sidewalk. So I already have an area where I need to do it because I need to move, move those asters a little bit further. Yeah. So there are some that are going and I'm sure I'll be like, oh, I want all these plants and the yeah. only way to plant them will be to remove some grass. Wait for spring affair. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. That's usually what happens. So yeah, I'll be getting rid of more turf. That kind of reminds me, this is less of a resolution and more mm-hmm. of just a chore we're aware of is that we do not small, but like we only do like a two or three foot ring when we plant our trees mm-hmm. and we have a couple trees that this summer will be ready to add a oh, foot or two yeah. to their mulch ring so that removes turf there you go yeah yeah uh, but it's not really res it's just like oh it's time to do that it's a job it's a chore yeah it's a, <laughs> definitely a chore yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but Nick uses that turf we pull out. He goes and fills in like spots where it's not growing very sure, well. So yep. he uses so it's useful. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. My last one is to try a new herb or two. <gasps> I love it. <laughs> what are you, have you thought about? I haven't cuz that's another one too where I'll probably yeah. just pick some out at Spring Affair that look interesting that I haven't grown before. I want to try marjoram. I've grown that one. You have. How did it grow for you? You know, I don't know I, I can't really remember. I just remember going, I'm not ever using this. Yeah. That's why I've never done it before, <laughs> yeah. because it's not one I reach I for. Like, when do I ever use this herb? But when I made those Italian spice mixes, mm. it was the mm-hmm. only herb I had to buy. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? Even if it just sits there, like, I have to. Oh, here's a new resolution. I have to not cut all the possible <laughs> oregano. So I gave everyone in this uh-huh. office... Italian herb mixes for and Christmas. I love it. I gave, I just made little jars of oregano for all my sisters, and I have a few, so that mm-hmm. took a lot of jars. Right. And I still have a quart, a quart of dried <laughs> oregano. <laughs> so much oregano. <laughs> so much. So here's a new resolution: just leave the oregano leave it alone. In the garden. Cut what it's I fine. need and just leave it alone. What you need plus some for me. <laughs> What? what? Cut what you need plus yes. some for well, me. I always, that's an easy Christmas gift yeah, is yeah. to dry a few extra herbs because uh-huh. it doesn't take very much work. Yeah. But that's what I did. It was just so easy. I have this hanging herb dryer my brother got mm-hmm. me that just hangs under the tree with like lots of layers. And so anytime I got long, I just cut it and dried it and put it in a bag. Man. And then so nice. December came and I looked at how many <laughs> bags of oregano I had. Yeah. And I need to not do that. Yeah. So it's okay to have an herb that you don't use very much and just sits there in the garden and blooms. You should just put some in the little free pantries. I should. You told me that idea. Yeah. That that would get rid of it. It would. And people would enjoy it. Or they would question what it was because that was the joke. You could label it. Like, yeah. You can smell oregano. I know. That was the joke. I sent out a picture. Yeah, yeah, And I yeah. was like, who needs oregano? And they were like, are you sure it's oregano? I'm sure. Yeah. My whole living room smells like oregano yeah, right now. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to try borage, too. Oh, I love borage. I have done that one. You have done that mm-hmm. one. Do we have it at Spring Affair? That's the thing. No, but Bob grows it. Okay. I'll get so some So usually you can get some yeah. from him. I think Karma does, too. And so 
Yeah. I have some places where the flowers, I think it will fit well. I like the flowers best. Yeah. That's the yeah, that's the other thing. Like herbs have really pretty flowers. No, I like to eat the flowers. Oh. Best. <laughs> I didn't know you ate the flowers. Yeah. What does it taste like? Celery. I like that. <laughs> like on a salad or Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, sometimes it doesn't make it to or a you salad. Just eat them. I like <laughs> that. Eat them. Okay. While I'm out gardening. Mhm. That's a good one I like. Yeah. So those are the two I want to try. I don't know where. That's a good question. That also means, though, that I have to replant my borage because I'm eating all the flowers. Yeah, because so it, it needs to seed. <laughs> I have that problem with dill. Yeah. Because I keep mm-hmm. trying to establish some dill in my garden, but I keep chopping it up. I know. I need to plant like eight plants yes. of it or something so that I can leave a couple. And then the people who've... Or just forget about it for one year. If I could just mm-hmm. forget about it, then I'll have more dill than I could ever need. Mm-hmm. But I keep chopping it up. Yeah. Or do you have, like, because also mine I keep deadheading because there's caterpillars on it. And I don't want it to die before they finish eating. <laughs> so, oh, so you're trying to keep the caterpillars from killing it? No, I'm trying to keep it from flowering because oh, then. because then the caterpillar, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm I don't trying to protect the caterpillars. Oh, I sometimes have so many caterpillars on my dill. Yeah. I had that problem with, they they cleaned up my carrots pretty good. I think I'm going to plant fennel just for that. Yeah. Too, because we don't eat fennel. I don't really like fennel. I don't really do either. So, but that's a good idea. You could, they'll take, the same caterpillars will take the fennel. Mm -hmm. I found out that the caterpillars that were after my carrots also like parsley, which I have a problem with overplanting because (laughs) it just germinates so well. Yeah. And then I take it all home Mm -hmm. and I can't grow that much. I can't grow that much parsley, but I was, you could dry that too. I know (laughs) (laughs) that's what Nick said. He's like, you can't plant that much parsley unless you also dry it. And I was like, but we don't use like, we use so little dried parsley. Mm -hmm. But the caterpillars on my carrots were happy on the parsley. So I would just pick them off and throw them over there because they were Mm -hmm. a good, uh, it's some kind of moth that I wanted. Like I looked it up and it wasn't a bad caterpillar. It was one I wanted. Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. didn't want them on my carrots. (laughs) So I just relocated them to the Mm -hmm. parsley. Nice. I like it. Yeah. All right. Is that our resolutions? Yeah. Well, I can expand a little on my not doing more things. Okay. Yes. In that. I still ordered 14 berry bushes. <laughs> oh my gosh, 14 well, berry bushes? We got, so we got, what we were going to do, we we're going to do raspberries. Okay. And then we were looking at them and we knew we wanted red raspberries. Uh-huh. But then there were these gold ones. Okay. And so we got both red and gold and they only come in bunches of five. That's so only 10. That's only 10, I know. <laughs> And then I wanted currants. Okay. And they came in bunches, too. (laughs) So we won't be planting all of those in our yard. It was just the minimum you had to order. So they will be shared. Do you need any raspberries or currant bushes? I mean, sure. (laughs) But I was wondering if your whole yard was just going to be berry bushes. It's a great suggestion, honestly. We like our berries. Well, I'm guessing you have to plant them a little bit further apart. Um, these, or not so much. The red ones, they they are a low suckering. Is that the one that we've had at Beatty? I looked that one up, and uh-huh. I think Karen might have given us the wrong name. Oh, okay. Because 
while we were reading the catalog. Karen. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And She's a saint. <laughs> so they were Joan Jay was the name she gave us. Uh-huh. And yeah. And and I would assume that was correct. And then we were and they were very small. This was like the end of the summer and these yeah. bushes were still only like four inches mm, tall. Like they were um, not they were on the ground. They were drooping. Oh, like yeah, the, that's the true. canes were probably two to three feet. We are thinking about different bushes. Well, they they went kind of oh, okay. they we, they All wove right. themselves together. All right. I pulled out a cane to see how long. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I just took a raspberry and ate it. Yeah, I did eat a raspberry too. But we were looking at the nursery catalog, and they were saying like five to seven feet. Oh, and I was like, well, that's not what I was told. And so Nick got a, called the nursery, and he is like, so. We thought this one was small. Mm-hmm. Is it a pruning thing? Like, can you yeah, prune yeah. them that way? He said, you can kind of prune them down to four or five. But that's not still what But we that's still not what we were looking at. We're like, okay, well, I guess we're getting a tall raspberry because mm-hmm. we couldn't find another small one. Um, and then we found this one that said it made even more fruit than Joan. So we went with it. Yeah, Joan's out. Yeah, J- Joan lost <laughs> to like Humboldt Hill or something. I don't sure. know what that's yeah. not the right name, but it was something like yeah. that. And they are a low suckering, so they said you actually plant them closer. Oh, okay. Because they don't make as many suckers, so they go eighteen inches apart. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, well, actually, what we're thinking of doing is our fence ends like six feet from the alley, and that makes Nick's little parking spot. But it's also where we're gonna put like the peach tree and stuff mm-hmm. and i thought we could just use them to continue the fence uh-huh. you know and just that last little bit of our property line yeah um because behind that is kind of an unkept property <laughs> that we don't need to see yeah um so we're kind of gonna we're just gonna put like a hog panel there mm-hmm. and weave them into that and mm-hmm. f- com- finish our fence very nice i so like it some red and some yellow or gold something like that <laughs> um we just thought those looked fun sure and then I got the clove currant that I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Steve gave you. me yeah. one and either it didn't make it or something ate it because it was like establishing and it was fine. It was fine as long as I watered it and then it was literally gone. Oh, no. Like it wasn't dead. It was, <laughs> it was gone. It was just not there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I got a couple and they're going to go in a different spot, but... I don't know if I'm going to share the currants, but I do need no. to share some raspberries. Okay. I'll take you up on some raspberries. Yeah. And then I have to figure out how we're going to establish these raspberries and establish a new baby. And, you know, all of those things. Sure. So we'll yeah. figure that out. You know, focus on the raspberries and the yeah. baby will just take no. care of itself. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> I think what I'll probably do is run a soaker hose out there for the spring. And if we can get some good root systems, I think they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Should we do our ins and outs for 2024? Yeah. So I got this idea because it was popular on TikTok. And I get that, but I'm worried that I'm not going to be good at making these predictions. That's so okay. So you get to start. All right. Actually, do you why want don't me you to explain do? it first? Okay. So the way it works is you give your what's in for 2024 in the world of gardening, and then you give what's out. So people have done this with fashion, or movies or whatever right whatever yeah uh house decorating right we're doing gardening so do we both do ins and then we both do outs yeah let's both do ins and then both do outs okay you start and we have not compared lists you guys so these might either contradict each other or 
match up. We don't know. I kind of like that because if they match, then maybe they're more likely mm-hmm. or we just think alike. Yeah. I don't know. It'll just be fun. Yeah. Also, one of my favorite podcasts, Pop Culture Happy Hour, does this every year where they give each each person on the podcast gives their prediction of what will happen in pop culture in 2024, whatever year it is. And it's always fun. Then they do a follow up at the end of the year to see if they oh, were right. We're going to have we'll have to remember <laughs> that because I will be curious. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's are a little easier like, oh, so and so will win the Grammy for best new artists or whatever. Ours will be harder to tell. It will. Yeah. <laughs> but that's OK. So my in for 2024, I think we will continue to see a lot of interest in lawn removal. It's just that trend just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. Um, There are some people who are never going to be interested in it, but I think more and more people are becoming interested in lawn removal slash replacement. I agree. I had a similar, similar, just slightly different worded. I think it's not new interest. I think it's people who've been thinking about it and Mm -hmm. thinking about it, and now they're starting to see enough people try it yes they're willing and also i think the the replacement options have gotten better yep so there's more eco lawns there's more variety in the bee lawns Mm -hmm. and the like maybe more standard replacements than there used to be and then there's more people just saying to heck with the lawn i want a garden Mm -hmm. and i think it will give the folks who've thought about it a little yeah. more confidence. I think the price of changing it over has come down too, because it yeah. used to be hard, especially if you wanted to do buffalo grass or clover or something. It was hard to find an expert and hard to find seed and or contractor if you didn't want to do it yourself, mm-hmm. who's experienced in it. And now it's a lot more common, so right. it's easier to find. People. It's still an expense, but yes. it's not um, a completely unachievable one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. So that's my first in. Okay. My next in is more drought-tolerant plants and trees. Because I think we're, especially in Nebraska, I don't see us coming out of this drought anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Even with the snow we're getting right now. I don't think it's supposed to be a particularly wet summer, spring, fall, whatever. So I think people are seeing these continued long droughts as a need for putting in drought-tolerant native plants. Now, all of this also, you have to remember what we work in. Yeah. <laughs> so these some are the of, questions we get all the time. And so some of this is is like already, even we're already in a sustainably-oriented mindset. Yeah. Um, but the past few years, it's been very, very pollinator heavy mm-hmm. and I don't think that's going to go away but I think people are going to realize what we've been quietly behind the scenes doing the whole time is that if you want a goldenrod for the pollinators we'll give you that if yep. you want a goldenrod because it's drought tolerant we'll, we'll give, give it to you that, you that. <laughs> um, and so I think their reason for yes. what they do is yep. going to shift more toward the drought mm-hmm. um, I looked up uh we buy my father-in-law a farmer's almanac every yeah. year. And mm-hmm. I skimmed it before we wrapped it up. Sure, yeah. And we are set for a more stormy spring, mm-hmm. according to them. And we'll see how they right it is. They were right on winter They this tend year. to be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
so hopefully we'll get some good spring moisture, but the summer is still going to be extra hot and dry, mm-hmm. and that moisture doesn't last nope. terribly long. Yeah. Uh, so I, I agree. I think there's going to be more awareness mm-hmm. of the other uses of native plants beyond pollinator habitat. Yep. Outside of our circle of already eco-minded people, I have concerns that it's just going to change to avoiding planting things. Sure. Um, Because Mm -hmm. there's people whose minds will never be changed away from the aesthetic they think they want. They're boxwoods. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And as those plants struggle more, I have concerns about Uh where they will turn. Yeah. Okay, my next in kind of ties into what you were talking about is my third and final in for 2024. Is that... We will see people interested in the type of gardening and plants that we do for a wider variety of insects and wildlife. Oh, that would be my dream come true. I think it's coming. I don't want to hear about another monarch <laughs> yes. for a while. Monarchs or bees, <laughs> right? Those are the things we get the most questions about. Yeah. How do I support monarchs or bees? I think the next um, charismatic megafauna in the insect world that we're going to see is um, fireflies. Yeah. There's been a lot of conversation Mm -hmm. about the fireflies. So fireflies are in Mm -hmm. (laughs) and people are going to be asking about that. But I also have noticed, and you can tell me what you think about this, that birding is getting younger. I have not noticed that, but I'm not a birder. So I'm not set to notice that maybe. So I have seen because it used to be like a, a boomer thing yeah. to bird. And I have friends my age who are getting into birding now. 30s. So I think that we're going to see more interest in how do I garden, especially as millennials are buying houses and doing mm-hmm. these things. How do I garden to not just support insects and, you know, butterflies, flies, all those things, but birds as well, which we've gotten from people. Yeah. But it definitely is not as popular it's, as insects. Right. And luckily, the answer is all of the same, same things. things. Yeah. Uh, which is where our job We're gets We're just going to put confusing. a bird on it instead of a butterfly. Yep. <laughs> I think that I would definitely agree. I was not set to notice that, but I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, yeah. that's my home run swing. We'll see if it plays it out. Plays out. <laughs> I did not have any... I had almost all of those except mm-hmm. the birds. The only addition I have to that is I haven't seen an increase in people like in love with wasps, but I have sure. seen <laughs> a large might be right, unrealistic expectation. outside of your entomologist. <laughs> yeah, but I have seen an increase in people willing to tolerate not, mm-hmm. a, you know, the less attractive yeah. insects. Yep. And I appreciate that. And I yeah. think that will continue um, as, I mean, part of it is just people just realized there was no option. You can't have the butterflies right. without them. Um, but I think there's going to continue to be an acceptance of them, even if it's not a love or yeah. um, an invitation directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I agree with you that it's just like people are starting to get that message that the things that you're planting to attract butterflies are going to attract all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And that's important. We need all of those things. And it was very hard to explain to people that that milkweed they were so (laughs) desperate for, for their monarchs, Mm -hmm. 
is absolutely going to attract wasps when a flower. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you have any other ins? No. Not that we're different from yours. All right. Do you want to start the outs then? Okay. What's out? So my biggest one is less of like a direct thing leaving and more of a result I think we're going to see. I think we're going to find out very quickly this summer who did and did not water their trees last year. <laughs> um, Your trees are out because they're dead. I, yeah, I'm just worried about that because like um, the way it works is you, you trees don't very often die overnight. Mm-hmm. And so if you got that tree, I mean, we're talking about things under 10 years old, yeah. especially things under five years old. So it, you might like... If you got it just enough water to keep it alive, but not enough water to actually grow or establish, you might have thought you were successful last mm-hmm. year. And I think we're going to find out where that line yeah, was. Yeah, I think so. And a lot of people, um, and I'm mostly pointing this finger at municipalities <laughs> who got Sorry. free grants from us <laughs> in the last few years, have had a few years where they could kind of fake it on the watering. Mm-hmm. That did not happen last year. Nope. And I think that many of them got away with out finger pointing because everything died right at the fall. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just know for a fact from some driving around that there's several cities that we specifically planted trees in that are not going to leaf out this mm-hmm. spring. Um, and that, that um, point where you could be a little more relaxed is gone. Like, yeah. We have to water our trees. Mm-hmm. We have to water our newly planted trees or they are not going to live. Yeah. Okay. That's really... I agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. I am notorious for being bad at watering anything. And even I was like, gotta water the trees, gotta water yeah. the trees, gotta water the trees. And it, I only had three that were recently planted enough that needed to be watered. So, and I know municipalities have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. But it's just something that we see all the time in these big planting efforts is that there's a lot of focus on getting trees in the ground, getting trees planted, and not a lot of thought on how we're going to maintain them. Mm -hmm. And that was, um, it's it's a finger pointing at something that needs to change, but not necessarily a blame. No. Because it was true for years we could get by with kind of sort of watering Mm -hmm. things and they would at least live. Yeah. And I just I think we're going to find a lot of people who haven't been paying attention surprised when that yeah. changes quickly. Yeah. Um, and we've been making changes to prepare for that. Uh, mm-hmm. We've changed in some of our grant processes um, rather than emphasizing the purpose of the project. We still want to know that, but we emphasize more longevity, the longevity in mm-hmm. the plan yeah. to care for it. And so we've been working in the background to help prepare that. Yes. Um, I just think we're going to see it mm-hmm. really heavily this spring. Yep. I'm with, I'm with you. Yeah. Other than directly out, um, I can hope for a lot of things to go out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do think that if this summer, is, we have a second summer this hot and dry in a row, I sincerely hope we see an out of the rock mulch. Oh my gosh, I was going to put rock mulch in my out, but I didn't <laughs> think it would happen. The problem is, I don't think it's ready to happen. Yeah. I just sincerely hope that the point finally sinks in this yeah. summer, that rock mulch is a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh-huh, I agree. Yeah. 
Okay. Are you ready for my outs? I am. Okay. I have... <laughs> you might laugh at this. <laughs> Glorification of lawn maintenance for millennials and Gen Z is out. That's... Do you think it was ever that strong to begin with, or did it come from the generation I above? think it's an older generation thing for sure, but... But Millennials and Gen Z are buying houses now, and they learn from their parents, their grandparents, Mm -hmm. whatever. And I think they're finally going to be in that spot where they're like, I don't want to do this. And this isn't as like, I don't want to mow every day. Yeah. Like some of the folks I see in my neighborhood who don't need to mow, but have just decided I mow every day at five. (laughs) I would love it if that prediction comes true. I think it's a generational thing. And I think as more younger people buy houses, glorification of lawn maintenance will be out. And I think 2024 is the beginning. I hope so. I think also just a lot of people our age can't or won't stand for the cost of that and the Um, time and the time i I mean the time thing more we have some areas of our lawn that we do want to keep Mm -hmm. that we've tried to improve the health of and the cost of the fertilizer alone is ridiculous and i just don't think we are going to have the budget yeah to and i say that we as the generational we has the budget to continue supporting that industry Mm -hmm. yep for sure my next one out lawn and hell strips oh that would be lovely but i think that one is actually true yeah i've seen a decrease in it already uh-huh people want other ideas for hell strips yep no i'm not saying that that means there's going to be a native garden in the hell strips because i see a lot of pavers going mm-hmm. in and hell strips yeah it's <laughs> so, a challenging spot not yeah. just planting wise but also it is really important to maintain visibility in that mm-hmm. spot uh, i do have some frustrations with the we'll call them the native purists or the extreme enthusiasts um trying to like bad mouth that concern about visibility guys it's real it's a real problem you do need to see what's behind your car when you drive yeah um i love a native plant as well as anybody else yeah but if i backed my car out and hit a kid because of my Mm -hmm. big blue stem that's unacceptable and you know what there are so many things you can put in the hell strip Mm -hmm. that are low to the ground that maintain that visibility and also are native or, or well adapted yes. to that area. Because I did half of my hell strip and nothing is over two feet. Right. But it's all beautiful and adapted yeah. and tolerant of mm-hmm. a lot. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I think the pavers are going to feature highly, but I. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. I guess what's put into keeping that turf alive is ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. So that's my next one. Okay, Although my, if Lincoln continues to never salt roads, it'll be a lot hard, less hard. <laughs> it's the sidewalks, I think. Yeah. People are just dumping salt on their sidewalks. Yeah. yeah anyways. At okay. least they're not setting them on fire like the guy in Bellevue. <laughs> Which was hilarious. I'm sorry, but I was just dumb. Okay, my last one. Don't hate me. Okay. Fruit trees and yards, I think, are out. I think people had this glorified idea of having orchards in mm-hmm. their yards or in city parks. And then the reality hit that nobody is managing the fruit falling yeah. and it's not getting eaten fast enough. And it's attracting wasps, as you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
people are going to be like, I just don't want to deal with this. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I don't have, so I have very limited, like, personal Mm -hmm. knowledge of that. And so we have an interest, we have an interesting yard. We are struggling very badly with an old, overgrown, unmaintained apple tree in our neighbor's yard. Yep. That makes an absolute disaster of our driveway. Mm-hmm. Um, we have firmly volunteered <laughs> to prune said apple tree. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping to help take care of that situation. And by firmly volunteered, I mean basically told them we're but, trimming yeah, this tree. Yeah. At the same time, we're still planting fruit trees in our yard. Yeah. Um, and the reality of that is that they will probably be wonderful while we live there. Location, and they might be a mess for the next person. Location, location. That's what it's about. Yeah. With fruit trees, especially. I, it's half location, but it's also, you have to do the work. Yeah. You have to plant that tree knowing that it's not just going to sit there and make apples that will magically be in your kitchen. (laughs) I think what people realize about fruit trees is what they should be realizing about all trees, which is that all trees take maintenance. You should be pruning. You should be keeping an eye on them. All of those things. But fruit trees, it's much more evident when you don't yes. do what you need to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to half agree with yours. Okay. And I'm going to half challenge you. Okay. I do Please not do. think fruit trees in yards are out. And I say that because I've been on the sales end of that. Yeah. Um, the, the Yards or acreages? Well, that is <laughs> something we don't always know the answer to. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear what people have to say because mm-hmm. I don't know you know necessarily who it is that is excited about this but i know the desire to grow something that produces food for you is rising constantly yes i I agree with that yes and i don't know i would i think this will be a really good one to revisit Mm -hmm. um because it'll be interesting to see yeah I think the casual gardener who has native plants, a vegetable garden, and wants to plant a tree. It's probably going to be fine. No, they're not going to do fruit trees. You don't think so? No, they're going to put an oak. They're going to maybe put a nut tree, but they don't want the fruit. Okay. And I'm going to say I think anybody who already gardens is going to be fine with a fruit tree if they choose it. Okay. Anybody who thinks it's a way to have food that they don't have to do much for mm-hmm. is struggling really hard. And the people who inherited them with their houses are struggling yes. very hard. Yes. Um, and that's the position our neighbor's in is they didn't plant it. They got it 10 years unmaintained. Mm-hmm. And now they're in trouble. Yeah. And it's okay. It's fu- I think it's cool that we disagree on this because it gives <laughs> us something to come back to. I will say I fully agree with the public orchards. Mm-hmm. Um People would say, let's just plant apple trees in the right of way along the streets. That's a horrible idea. You're going to break someone's windshield. Um, We have a couple towns that we work with that we know are doing it extremely well. Mm -hmm. And I will say there's at least three organizations involved in both of those situations. And Extension is one of them for both towns. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I just got a request the other day from somebody to be put on our grant announcement list Mm -hmm. who wants to plant some trees in the park and the school kids will take care of them. (laughs) (laughs) Have they met school kids? We will not share the town name of this at all. I I mean, it it comes from a good place. It comes from a, Uh we are in a very rural town with poor food security. Yeah. And that is an excellent point. Yes. But 
Um, the execution is often where it lacks yes. wonderful intentions and poor execution. I probably do disagree with some people when I say that I think that 10 years of success and then the apple trees get cut down is still fine. Mm -hmm. um, if you secured food for, you know, you maybe eight of those 10 after the tree grows up. Yeah. You fed some people and mm -hmm. that's great. And it's fine if they get cut down now. But the reality is that most people won't even get those 10 years. Yeah. They're going to get three. The tree's going to start producing fruit and they're going to panic. Or the people aren't going to show up and the wasps will. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I have gotten pretty hard on those situations. Yeah. Especially at schools. We have enough of a fight on our hands to get schools to plant trees. Mm -hmm. The last thing I need to hear is, oh, five years ago you let us plant this apple tree and then we had wasp <laughs> problems and now we don't want any trees. Right. That worries me. Now, when we get the groups who come in, they're like, I want to plant a food orchard and we're going to plant this many of this and that. And this is how we're maintaining it. And we have these people. Then we know that's going to go better because yes. we have groups who do it that way. And they are focused on running it as an orchard, yes. not just a tree that is randomly planted in a park. Yes. They show that they understand orchards. Mm -hmm. mean management it is a crop yeah mm -hmm. i also know some successful ffas yeah who run orchards at their schools mm -hmm. and and one of the keys to that success is they've not planted them all in one year they've yeah. grown this orchard <laughs> yeah. as the student understanding and passion has grown mm -hmm. with it um, and that has let them be successful yep. and then they have that set organization that's never going away right right um that's always going to be mm -hmm. involved. Orchards are not easy. No, but they're, mm -hmm. they are, I think, really important for us to understand from a crop perspective. Yep. Um, and be willing to plant, just not from a casual in the park. I agree. Yeah. So those are my ins and outs for 2024. Okay. I think we need to put on our calendar to revisit those. I we think should. it will be very interesting mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. see. I agree. Yeah. All right. I don't know my plants of the week. <laughs> um, I'll go with a very fluffy one. Okay. I bought some kind of colored foliage thing at Target the other day because sure. I was feeling very <laughs> deprived of plants. I don't know if it will live. I'm not even sure what it is, but it was alive when I bought it. <laughs> um, over break, I did finally pot my spider plants. Oh, good So work. there we go. That's what I'll do my plan of the week. I saw a very cool thing on Instagram the other day where someone had taken all the flowering stalks of their spider plant. Mm -hmm. And wove them up into, like, when you get those woven hibiscus trees, mm -hmm. like, braided them. Mm -hmm. So you stood up, and then all the little baby spider plants puffed out, and it looked like a palm tree. Oh. It was actually kind of... And then, the you know, the, the leaves filled mm -hmm. in the base. It was actually mm -hmm. kind of cool. That sounds cool. It looked like a lot of work. Yeah. I don't work that hard for my house plants. <laughs> so those are our plants Those of the are week. our plants of the week. Okay. Well, anything... We're recording this very close to release, so are there any mm -hmm. announcements we want to make? Yes, we have plant talks happening all January and February. You, and March. And March. Um, we've already done a couple, which you can find on our YouTube page, so if you want to go back and watch those. But otherwise, go to our website, plantnebraska.org. It's one of the first things you see on the, um, the homepage, but you can also just click on events, and that'll take you to the plant talks. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff happening in those plant talks. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. We already, well, Sarah and Justin have done a couple or one on Waterwise so far. Justin's done several. I've, yeah. Together, we've done one. Yep. And I was amazed at the 
conversation in the comments. Yeah. That was a very vibrant talk. Yes, yes. So definitely go and check those out and see if there's something that interests you. Because the one we have coming up is a Q&A with Bob and Justin. Oh, so That will be popular. <laughs> yes. What else is. is Melissa? You have one on lawn replacements coming Lawn up? replacements is uh, this week. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to Steve at Aldersgate Gardens, who has done a bunch of lawn replacements. So he's going to be giving some tips and advice on what he's learned over that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not doing another one until March, which will be rain gardens for the home landscaper. So that may be of interest, Mm -hmm. but all of them are, they're usually all good. I don't think I've ever been to a bad one. There's, they're all excellent. And like I said, if you can't catch it live, because they're usually Thursday around noontime, if you can't catch them live, we do record them and then you can watch the recording on our YouTube and always email us questions if you have questions afterwards, and we will reply. Yeah. So I think that's the main thing we got going on right now. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, hold back. Spring is coming. Yes, it's coming. It feels like you a guys. long January this year because of the extra. Are you joking? Ugh. January feels so fast to me. It's like fast, but also... I like fe- February. We get to start seeding stuff. I gotta say, this Friday is going slow, but <laughs> this Friday is not going quickly. I guess it's almost lunchtime. Ugh, I don't get lunch. I have a noon meeting and a one o'clock meeting. I, I didn't bring my lunch, <laughs> so I get to go out in the one degree temperatures and find myself some. Um, Toby brought his empty bowl but forgot his soup. Oh no! <laughs> so you guys can venture together. Well, I maybe. have this ten dollar DoorDash coupon. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about using it, uh-huh. but then also like campus is kind of snowy and i'm not sure they can even pull up to the door i don't know anyways so guys send us money so we can buy lunch (laughs) (laughs) or just you know keep us from going crazy until we can plant Uh, stuff again yeah all right well thank you for listening please don't forget to rate and review us uh send us to your friends share this is a perfect time to do it since if especially if people are getting into gardening now's a good time um if you're not a member Please check into our memberships and join if you would like. That's the best way to support the work that we do every day. And pretty soon we'll be putting out spring sale dates. So don't forget that those will be coming up and members get 15% off at those sales. So if you're planning a big patch, now's the time to get your membership in. So thank you, everybody. Bloombox and Bloombox Growing Deeper are both programs of the Nebraska Statewide Arboretum. Mm-hmm.